For most of last year, many of us called for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to release its data on reinfection rates, but the agency refused. Finally, last week, the CDC released data from New York and California, which demonstrated natural immunity was 2.8 times more effective in preventing hospitalization and 3.3 to 4.7 times more effective in preventing COVID infection compared with vaccination. The statements I make on this podcast are for educational purposes only. My statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Therefore, the statements I make are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All of the information I share is simply for informational purposes only. You should always consult with a licensed healthcare professional before you start taking a new vitamin, supplement, medicinal herb, or conventional medication. You should also get professional advice before you start a new exercise program or if you suspect that you might have a health problem. Knowledge is power. I hope hope you use the information I share with you to seek the best care for yourself and the people you love. Thank you for listening. I mentioned in a previous episode that I am not vaccinated. I didn't get into the reason why. Initially, I chose not to get vaccinated because I am deathly afraid of needles. It is a phobia. I know it's irrational. I know it doesn't hurt that much and all of that, but it's a phobia. It makes no sense. Even thinking about it right now, I'm getting a little sweaty and anxious. The thought of needles just freaks me out. I don't have any piercings beyond getting my ears pierced when I was a baby. In Hispanic culture, baby girls get their ears pierced. So my mother got my ears pierced when I was a baby. As a teenager, I did go for that second piercing in my ears and I regretted that and the holes mostly closed. I am not into needles. So that was my reason for not getting vaccinated initially. Then when they decided that we needed multiple boosters, it was like a definite no for me. I was not going to do it. Fast forward to now. Now we're realizing that natural immunity gives you really strong protection against COVID. And I think we all knew that our immune systems would protect us if we got sick and recovered, but there was a lot of misinformation spreading. And then there was some poor understanding of how this virus worked because it was so new. Anyway, the reason I even bring all of this up now is because I mentioned also that my iron levels are so low that I need to have a transfusion and I had my appointment yesterday and so I found out that the infusion is done by IV but because I tend to have like allergic reactions to certain things I have to go with the method that involves five transfusions. So that means I have to go in five times within a two-week time period and get hooked up to an IV five times. I don't even know what to think about that. Anyway, I also want to give you guys some information about natural immunity and what they're calling super immunity. And I know I might sound like an anti-vaxxer when I say that I'm not vaccinated and that's not the case at all. But at this point, 
point, I would not get vaccinated because I know that natural immunity does give you strong protection and the additional protection that you get from the vaccine is not significant. It's definitely not significant enough for me personally to decide to get the vaccine. Anybody who has already been vaccinated does have that protection and that's great, but for people who have been infected with COVID and gotten really sick like I did and then recovered, we actually have pretty strong immunity to the virus, even stronger than someone who has only been vaccinated. Even if you've been vaccinated and boosted multiple times, someone who has recovered from COVID-19 will have a stronger immunity to the virus than you do. That's what the latest science has shown. And these reports are not being broadcast as loudly as the prior reports when they were saying vaccination gave you stronger immunity than recovering from the virus. They were quick to blast that all over the headlines, but now with the latest information where they're finding that the opposite is in fact true, they're kind of like sweeping it under the rug. I've even noticed on Twitter that Twitter itself is still promoting old information, which at this point is misinformation because it is no longer accurate. I know it might sound like I'm just saying all of that, but there's an opinion piece from the Wall Street Journal recently. So this opinion piece is talking about the high cost of disparaging natural immunity to COVID. Vaccines were wasted on those who didn't need them, and people who posed no risk lost jobs. So this was by Marty Macquarie, and it was posted January 26th, 2022. Dr. Macquarie is a professor at the John Hopkins School of Medicine. Public health officials ruined many lives by insisting that workers with natural immunity to COVID-19 be fired if they weren't fully vaccinated. But after two years of recruiting data, the superiority of natural immunity over vaccinated immunity is clear. By firing staff with natural immunity, employers got rid of those least likely to infect others. It's time to reinstate those employees with an apology. Okay, so I agree with that 100%. And this has become such a political issue where people are claiming that the people who refuse to get the vaccine are science deniers, and that is not always true. I will admit that a lot of people do not fully understand the science behind it, and that's one issue. But for the most part, we've always been told that our immune systems protect us against being reinfected by things. But then when it came to COVID-19, they started saying the exact opposite. And I think that's what seeded the mistrust, is that they wanted us to throw away everything that we already knew and just blindly accept this vaccination that we didn't fully understand. And and now that more information is coming out about the vaccine and how it works, some people do take the time to try to understand that information and we can see why they believed in the vaccine. But now that it's two years after the initial onset of this virus, we have a lot more data and the proof is just way too clear that natural immunity is more protective than the vaccine. So I will continue, but I agree 
agree that anyone who lost their job because they refused to get vaccinated should definitely get their job back because the way this whole thing has been handled, I would say it's just been mishandled. Back to the article. For most of last year, many of us called for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to release its data on reinfection rates, but the agency refused. Finally, last week, the CDC released data from New York and California, which demonstrated natural immunity was 2.8 times more effective in preventing hospitalization and 3.3 to 4.7 times more effective in preventing COVID infection compared with vaccination. So basically they're saying right there that natural immunity was almost three times more effective in preventing people from being hospitalized and nearly five times more effective in preventing reinfection. So they're comparing being vaccinated to surviving a COVID infection. If you survive a COVID infection, your immunity to reinfection, like your immunity to the virus, is much stronger than somebody who's just been vaccinated. And that was proven when the CDC released their data from New York and California. I did read through that data. There's just a lot there. So this summarizes it very nicely. Natural immunity was three to five times more protective. So that's like triple to five times more protective than vaccination. Those are the facts. That's what has recently come out from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. But like I said, they're trying to suppress this information because it doesn't feed their narrative that everybody needs to get vaccinated. Back to the article. Yet, the CDC spun the report to fit its narrative, bannering the conclusion, quote, vaccination remains the safest strategy, end quote. It based this conclusion on the finding that hybrid immunity, the combination of of prior infection and vaccination was associated with a slightly lower risk of testing positive for COVID. But those with hybrid immunity had a similar low rate of hospitalization to those with natural immunity alone. In other words, vaccinating people who already had COVID didn't significantly reduce the risk of hospitalization. Similarly, the National Institutes of Health repeatedly has dismissed natural immunity by arguing that its duration is unknown, then failing to conduct studies to answer the question. Because of the NIH's inaction, my Johns Hopkins colleagues and I conducted the study. We found that among 295 unvaccinated people who previously had COVID, antibodies were present in 99% of them up to nearly two years after infection. We also found that natural immunity developed from prior variants reduced the risk of infection with the Omicron variant. Meanwhile, the effectiveness of the two-dose Moderna vaccine against infection declines to 61% against Delta and only 16% against Omicron at six months, according to a recent Kaiser Southern California study. In general, Pfizer's COVID vaccines have been less effective than Moderna's. Okay, that was a lot of information, but it was really good. And I hope you understand that they're basically trying to give numbers on the effectiveness of the vaccines compared to natural immunity. And they're proving that natural immunity is stronger. The CDC study and ours confirm what more than 100 other studies on natural immunity have found. The immune system works. The largest of these studies from Israel found that natural immunity was 27 times more effective than vaccinated immunity in preventing symptomatic illness. None of this should surprise us. For years, studies have shown that infection with other coronaviruses that cause severe illness like SARS and MERS confers lasting immunity. 
In a study published in May 2020, COVID-recovered monkeys that were re-challenged with the virus did not get sick. Public health officials have a lot of explaining to do. They used the wrong starting hypothesis, ignored contrary preliminary data, and dug in as more evidence emerged that called their position into question. Many, including Rochelle Walensky, now the CDC's director, signed the Jon Snow Memorandum in October 2020, which declared that, quote, there is no evidence for lasting protective immunity to SARS-CoV-2 following natural infection, end quote. Okay, you see, they were literally lying to us, just clearly flat out lying, refusing to do certain studies and coming to conclusions based on their limited data and their conclusions were simply inaccurate. They were lying. Rochelle Walensky, the CDC director, lied. Many clinicians who talk to other physicians nationwide have long observed that we don't see reinfected patients end up on a ventilator or die from COVID, with rare exceptions who almost always have immune disorders. Meanwhile, public health officials recklessly destroyed the careers of everyday Americans, rallying to fire pilots, truck drivers, and others in the supply chain workforce who didn't get vaccinated. And in the early months of the vaccine rollout, when supplies were limited, we could have saved many more lives by giving priority to those who didn't have recorded natural immunity. The failure to recognize the data on natural immunity is hurting U.S. hospitals, especially in rural areas. MultiCare, a hospital system in Washington state, fired 55 staff members on October 18th for being out of compliance with Governor Jay Inslee's vaccine mandate, and that was in addition to an undisclosed number of staffers who quit ahead of the vaccination deadline. The loss of workers contributed to a full-blown staffing crisis. It got so bad that the hospital summoned staff who were COVID positive to return to work even if they were sick, according to an internal memo obtained by Jason Rance of KTTH Radio. The memo stated that positive staff with mild to moderate illness could work so long as they wear appropriate personal protective equipment, don't take breaks with others, and agree to stay home if symptoms worsen. Managers were recommended to assign COVID-positive staff to COVID-positive patients and vaccinated patients, but not immunosuppressed patients. Ugh. Oh my god. I don't think I need to say how horribly inappropriate it is to fire people for not being vaccinated and then force people who have an active infection with COVID-19 to go to work. I don't think I need to say how horribly inappropriate and irresponsible that is, but I said it. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services took the hospital mandate national by decreeing that all medical facilities under its jurisdiction require vaccination for employees, including those with natural immunity. The Supreme Court upheld the rule on January 13th, the same day it issued a stay against a similar mandate from the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, which OSHA formally withdrew Tuesday. Connecticut has suspended its vaccine mandate for state employees, and Starbucks is rehiring employees fired for being unvaccinated. Other states and businesses should follow their lead. Politicians and public health officials owe an apology to Americans who lost their jobs on the false premise that only unvaccinated people could spread the virus and only vaccination could prevent its spread. Soldiers who have been dishonorably discharged should be restored to their rank. Teachers, first responders, and others who have been denied their livelihood should be reinstated. Everyone is essential. Dr. Macri is a professor at the John Hopkins School of Medicine and author of The Price We Pay, What Broke American Healthcare and How to Fix It. I agree with Dr. Macri. The only thing I would 
would add is that in addition to these people being rehired, they deserve financial compensation for the time that they were out of work. And I don't just mean pay them for the hours that they were out of work. I mean, yes, pay them for those hours, plus give them an additional, like, say, $50,000 because the trauma that they put people through, losing their jobs, their livelihood, is just awful. And to know that this was all done because we were trying to force a vaccine on people. And in my opinion, the reason they were trying to push this vaccine so hard is because so many people in positions of power stood to gain a lot of money by forcing everyone to be vaccinated. I have data. This piece is not my opinion. The scientists who were doing the research and probably created this virus knew that the mRNA vaccines were not going to work. They knew that prior to any of this coming out. So it's hard for me not to believe that all of this wasn't motivated by money. And that's why I think the people who suffered harm from this need to be compensated very well. Back to why I decided to even record and share this, partly because I know that people were probably giving me the side eye when I said that I'm not vaccinated. And I wanted to clarify because I feel like the vaccination versus natural immunity has been poorly understood from the start. I have a phobia of needles and that was my personal reason for not getting vaccinated initially. But now, now that I have more data, I would not get vaccinated at this point. Even if there was a mandate forcing me to do it, I wouldn't do it. Obviously, firstly, because I have a phobia, but secondly, because the science just does not support it being necessary. I hope you found this informative. I hope I didn't piss anybody off. I know that this is a very touchy subject and I think it's important for everyone to have accurate information and I've noticed that the accurate information is being suppressed and old misinformation is being promoted and I just hope that people can tell the difference. I hope people know. People won't know though, that's the thing. I hope you found this informative. Thank you so very much for listening to Path of a Green Witch podcast.